Good morning on Monday, the 25th. We didn't quite get it done yesterday. It wasn't a horrible day, but the parlays, those are small bets. They didn't come in either. Speaking of those parlays, let's get into those. I'll do those first here. Now remember, these are two-team and three-team, or two-leg, three-leg. And I'm recommending a quarter unit for the two-team and an eighth unit for the three-team. For those of you that have been in for a while, you know that that's 1% as a unit. And so playing this way, it's a very, very small bet. Doing that for bankroll control. Now, these are up. These parlays are up. Um, I should also get into the, the easier side of it for those who don't play a lot or who don't get into this units, unit betting, bankroll management. Let's, I just decided to call it a $25 two-team parlay and a $12.50 three-team parlay, which I felt was a reasonable number. It will hit the middle of the big players who can do their own thing anyway and would appeal to the largest amount of number people. But again, do what you want. If you want to bet $1, $5, $500, that's your business. They are profitable. So here's what we're, we're at right now. The two-team, eight and six after two weeks. Up $61.75. I'm going to make sure you got $61.75. And the three team is six and eight, but up $8.01. So this, you know, no great shakes. If you were betting $250 per parlay, then you're at $620 after two weeks. And, or you could just say the three team parlay, if it was also $25 at $16, $250, $160. You can do it any way you want. Ratio is always the same if you factor $25 on the, on the two-teamer and half of that on the three-teamer. All right, so what I'm doing on those today is the Los Angeles Dodgers and Philadelphia 76ers full-game money lines. They're in the vicinity of plus 300 each, and you'll get plus 105 on your parlay. It all depends, of course, on what the actual bet is. So you'll know based on what your line is. You shop around, obviously, and find your best line on the individual games when you parlay them together. That's going to give you the best line as well. The three-teamer, we're going to take those two teams, Dodgers and, and Sixers, and add another baseball, and then we're going to add it from Philadelphia. We're going to take the Phillies. We're going to do that on alternate line, plus one and a half. Plus one and a half for the Phillies. So Phillies, plus one and a half. Sixers, money line. Dodgers, money line at plus 165 to 170. I have a 166, and that's it for that one. All right, so let's stay with baseball. I have that sheet in front of me here. So I am taking a correlated parlay with Philadelphia. I'm doing that plus one and a half and over six and a half. I give this bet 50%, 47 to 51% if you don't even factor in the starting pitching. If you're just looking at bullpen, home and away, and all the other factors of the game, with no regard to the starting pitchers, then this is a 50% Philadelphia, well, 50% parlay win with the Philadelphia plus one and a half over six and a half. When you factor in the starting pitching, that moves us up to 65 to 70% with Gibson on the mound. The battle of the Kyles there, Gibson over Freeland, is a pretty clear advantage. Now, Freeland's not as bad as his numbers show by any stretch of measure. His numbers are hurt because his three games have all been in Colorado, and that's not a pitcher's park. That being said, he wasn't terrible there last year. He was actually pretty decent. And, of course, if you're the management of the Colorado Rockies, you don't have one of your starting rotation be a person who's 
his mechanics, his logistics don't play well in Colorado. So he isn't pitching that well right now is the bottom line. Gibson's a great pitcher, and he's only going to get better. But as far as today goes, he has pitched pretty well so far this year. So that's what we're going there. We're going Philadelphia plus one and a half over six and a half minus one ten. Then we're going to go to uh, the Cleveland Guardians at the Los Angeles Angels, and we're going to take the Guardians minus one hundred two. They are on the road, but they'd be a heck of a lot bigger favorite at home. This is not a good matchup, not a good situational play for the Angels. They had a nice win yesterday, but that's actually they had a six to zero lead. Actually, cost us the game. We had we had Angels on the run line, six to run, six to zero lead, but uh, seven to six victory. Uh, it's a nice win for the Angels because they held on. Anyway, that's not going to happen today. The Cleveland uh, Guardians should get it done. Let me go down to the Dodgers and the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, if you're going to bet the Dodgers, this is the same as last year. Bet the Dodgers, just take them on the run line. There's very few instances where you want to take Dodgers' money line because a run line is almost always a better play, even against a good team. And Arizona doesn't qualify as a good team, so you definitely want the the margin play there. You get it at minus 115, so that's the way to go. So anyway, Dodgers run line, Cleveland, and then the correlated parlay, Philadelphia, plus one and a half, over six and a half. And again, I've got the pizza and beer parlays are out there, the Dodgers, Sixers, and Phillies. In hockey, we don't have anything. There's only one game today. It's kind of a bit of a sad reminder of what's going coming. The regular season's almost done. And as I've mentioned numerous times in past podcasts, I find playoff sports to be more of a spectator's game than a better's game. However, that's not always true. It's situational. And if you were listening during March Madness, we had a lot of action and it was very profitable, over 60% winners. NFL playoffs were very profitable. College, meaning the bowl season, was not. I think it was... Actually, I can't remember. It wasn't profitable. I think it was about 50%. I've been like 48, 49, fractionally, like just fractionally below 50%, if I remember right. And maybe I'm not giving myself credit on that. I don't have the results sheet up in front of me for college. That's long filed away for now. Um, I would say that uh, NBA last year was hit or miss as well. So what I'm getting at is I find regular seasons to be more profitable in all sports. Uh, I guarantee I'm going to have some nice profitable bets in hockey, but the games, I spent a lot of words to use the fact that there's going to be less games to play. How's that sound? Uh, And today there's zero. All right, so NBA. And, of course, we are in playoffs. So um, three games. Two of them I have no interest in. One of them is Toronto and Philadelphia. And the over 209.5 was as close as you can get for me to make a play and then not eventually pull the trigger on it. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to take over 209.5, but take it live if you get anything better. Even in this case, not even 10 points. You look for five. I think you'd be okay. And then Philadelphia minus the points. I think there's a great possibility they cover, but not great enough for me to risk any money on it. It doesn't maybe make as much sense as it should. But bottom line is, 
Philadelphia has the potential to blow this thing out, but there's also potential that it's a close game. All right. Let's get down to what I'm doing on this game. Take Philadelphia live in the money line if you want. If you get down to even money, take over two or four and a half if you want. I'm not going to watch either one of those. Here's what I'm doing. I'm taking Philadelphia in a correlated parlay. I don't do these much in basketball. There's good reason for that. There's too much variables. But because of the closeness of the situation, I'm going to take Philadelphia to win and over two or three and a half at plus 100. I don't want to play pay any juice. If you went down to 2.5 or 2.1.5, you don't pay much more. But as a matter of principle, I said no thank you to any juice. I'm taking over 203 to half at plus 100. And again, remember, I liked over 209 and a half. And I'm recommending for anyone who doesn't play this correlation parlay, that over 204 and a half is a good bet. And it is. I'm going all the way down to 203 and a half and still getting plus 100. And that's the play I'm making. And I will not be watching the game. I will not be looking for a live betting opportunity under any way, shape, or form. I did find some. Now, this is that's the end of the sports podcast. I want to make a little commentary on on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, which I just find to be entertaining as heck. It's not something I want to waste a lot of time on. I keep it on the background on YouTube replays, so I'm not watching it as it unfolds. So they're probably picking out the best spots, but I find it to be very entertaining. I thought, you know, this he's Johnny Depp is actually coming across. I've never been a big fan of his. Uh, I thought he was kind of a, I don't know, I guess a gay pirate on the Pirates of Caribbean, to be quite honest with you. But I was like, I don't know. What's what's the deal with this guy? He looks like Captain Jack Sparrow on in the courtroom. So I look him up, and it turns out he's from Owensboro, Kentucky. I was like, that sounds familiar. First of all, I have a son, Owen. But I said, you know, actually, there's there's some fans of this podcast from Owensboro. So shout out to you guys. And then there's some basketball recruit. I'm trying to think who it was. Was it last year or was it this year? There's a basketball recruit I was trying to watch to see how it was going to affect the college game. And he was from Owensboro. I remember looking the city up at that point because I didn't know much about it. About a 60,000 population town on a river, on Ohio River, and I'm very familiar with that kind of uh, setting right now, as a matter of fact, just not in that part of the country. But anyway, pretty cool. So uh, again, shout out to Owensboro, and good luck all. Have a good one.